This is your Anime DJs with the weekly rundown. What's up, everybody? Dan here. We're going to jump right into it, and we're going to jump right into the first episode of Mashal, Magic and Muscles. So, to get you guys into the show, basically, in a realm where magic is part of everyday life, a swole boy named Mash and his pops live in a secluded forest. And despite his pops telling Mash not to go into town without him, he, he does it anyway. You know, it's just what he does. He's a boy. But he has, he's a man on a mission. He's going to town to buy the delicious dessert we all know and love called Cream Puffs. Love a good Cream Puff, yeah. <laughs> Always the Cream Puffs, bro. <laughs> Let's get right into it, guys. So uh, this is the first episode of a new show. Uh, super excited for it. It's just a really fun concept. Um, essentially, it's Mash is a boy born without magic. And to cope with that, he just gets fucking ripped. Yes. Like, yeah. So his, his, his dad like trains his body and doesn't really tell him why because they like live in the woods, right? Um, but he doesn't know the whole world is about magic. They live out of town. Country bumpkins. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you guys. Um, the intro song. Did y'all like that? Was it was it gas or not? Because I thought it was kind of fire. I think um, top intro of the spring season. One of them. Uh, for sure you think so dude i can agree with that yeah i was really loving it it's called knockout by uh, taku okazaki nice little piece of uh, art right there i really really did enjoy that i thought Um, it was okay i guess i gotta go back and listen to it again do it again i did i went back and listened to it i'm telling you it's gonna be top top uh op of the spring one of the top not the top but one of the tops gotcha So, what did you guys think about our the main character, Mash? I thought he was hilarious with how oblivious he was. <laughs> right? Uh, so, right off the bat, he just, like, is coming in the door of their, like, little cottage they have in the woods, him and his, his, his dad. And he can't even remember if he's supposed to push or pull the fucking door. <laughs> that he comes in every day and he just breaks it off the fucking hinges. And when he I'm, says breaks it off the hinges, he doesn't mean like rip it off. He means like the door breaks into like 50 pieces. Yes. Yes. It was ridiculous. He's like, oh, I'm going to fix it. And his dad's like, just put it down, bro. Very slowly. I'm just curious if like, is, does that happen every time he tries to open the door or what? Like, are we it did this episode? I'm interested to see. I, I hope, <laughs> I hope they keep doing that little bit. I, I, I'm really enjoying it actually. So. I don't think the door was duct taped together at the beginning of the episode, but it definitely was <laughs> the second time he opened it and just blew through the door. And uh, yeah, when he ripped it off the hinges, he, I think he tried to put it back on like flip 90 degrees. Yeah. So he's like pushing it in. So the dude's a dunce. The dude's an absolute dunce. <laughs> and it's fucking hilarious. But I think we have a, a good MC on our hands. It seems like so far. Um. Him like sticking up for his dad and whatnot throughout the the first episode was really really cool. 
definitely and i think it's just going to be a really really fun show like we're watching some really serious dark stuff and i think this is going to be like the perfect amount of like shonen goofy humor that we need to like offset hell's paradise i think so it was it was very comically driven which i enjoyed it um because we're you know we're ripping through all these shows uh, i mean national my home hero all this good stuff and it was good to have something light mixed in like you're saying because like i mean hell's paradise is it's fucking hell it's we'll get to that later guys but it's all the stuff that we've been watching is pretty intense it's a good change of pace yeah, I just hope that they don't like overuse the same jokes over and over again. Is what I what I'm worried about with this one. Like the cream I, puffs and I was stuff gonna like that. say, I think the cream puffs are gonna be a reoccurring gag, but I hope yeah. they don't overdo it. You know? Yeah, I, I wouldn't I kinda mind got a seeing, feeling that they're going to, but yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing all the doors in this show just completely ripped <laughs> apart. Just and we know why. <laughs> it would just, just be something funny in the background. It's just like Saitama living in another world. This is basically just Saitama's isekai, dude. Yes, sir. <laughs> I didn't know we was watching isekai this time. Okay. <laughs> it, we in, got you in, there, Dan. In my, uh, in my mental head case, it's an isekai. It's, it's just Saitama. They're very similar <laughs> characters. I'm down with it. So, so just to talk a little bit more about the uh, actual plot here. So like you said, Dan, at the beginning... Uh, he goes into town, and immediately you notice that Mash is a little different than everybody else. Everybody else, one has magic. He hasn't seen much magic in his life. He's like, oh, it's ridiculous. These guys could just be using their hands because he's super strong. But what we notice is everybody has some kind of face marking, some kind of black mark on their face, whether it's a line, a semicircles. Did you like it being that obvious? that everybody else had magic? And do you think like there could be like a correlation between what kinds of markings and how power, powerful you are? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we seen in one of them, uh, the, when they were showing the students off, um, he actually, they was talking about how, I guess, uh, insinuating how powerful this guy was. One of the students that, uh, they was talking about, and he actually had two marks on him. He had like one on each side of his uh, eye, I think, if y'all yep. recall. Mm-hmm. So that would insinuate that um, uh, that the more marks you have, the more powerful you may be. Uh, right. I think definitely checks out. Definitely checks out there. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I'm curious to see if the shape of it affects that because some of the guys just had simple lines. Some of them had like the main. I don't want to call him bad guy, but like the main antagonist for this episode had like a lightning bolt design, kind of like, you know, everybody's favorite wizard, Harry Potter, you know, on his cheek. So it's kind of, you know, I kind of got that vibe. So maybe it is related to it, but I guess we'll find out as the show continues, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see if that plays into anything, but it was just really, really obvious immediately. It's like, oh, he is the only one. And then the townspeople noticed it as well. And uh, apparently you don't get to live long if if that if that's the case if you have no magic um <laughs> we uh had old Brad Coleman he's like the former bureau of magic's you know security force and he was saying what was he saying guys um i think kids he, are like killed at birth over that right which is yeah. nuts yeah it's kind of fucked up big time yeah if any of them escape or whatever you know they they are found and i guess killed apparently 
Well, that's the whole reason, you know, that MASH is living in a little cabin out in in the boonies because um, it got kind of into Pops' backstory. Um, His father named Regro. And basically, he was like a really weak magic user and was basically ridiculed for it for his entire life. And he was getting ready to uh, pull the trick, you know, off himself. Take the dive, yeah. Yeah, take the dive, not pull the trigger, but, you know, metaphorically just go skydiving, you know? And and, um, he was about to jump, and I believe he heard Mash crying in the background, and he got off the ledge and found Mash and said, holy shit, you don't have magic, and um, basically decided that he was going to devote his life to raising Mash, which was fucking awesome. I already liked liked Pops a lot, man. Regro is a cool character. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a he, he's a one in my book. That it takes a big heart to do that, and to like live completely outside of the city, which he probably didn't want to be there anyway. Now thinking now that I'm thinking about it, but it it just takes a big heart to do that. Find a little newborn baby Mash. It's crazy that Mash doesn't listen to Pops uh, as much as he should, though. He just ignores what he says and just you does know, what he does. I mean, dude, that's every like 14, 15 year old boy out there, though. Let's be honest here. Like, oh, when you're yeah. that old, you weren't listening to your parents like that, you know? No. So no. Is, is that about how old Mash is, you think? About 14, 15? He's going into high school, technically, right? Oh. Is, that's what I was assuming. I'm not sure. I'm not well, sure. Well, magic how school, to... but like, I don't know. Based on his like height and character design and stuff, he didn't look like a little kid. I mean, he was the same height no, as all the no. adults. So. I figured I'd put him somewhere I mean, in that, you know, 14 to like 16 like range. 25, bro. What do you mean? Well, that was that's a ass man. Well, the man has been on the workout <laughs> regimen from hell. No, for real. For like, who knows how long? I mean, his entire I life. Eight forty fives on his bar and was just pumping those out like it was nothing. And yeah, I just looked it up, guys. He is 15 years old. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, speaking of his age, you know, maybe he needs to go into the city, but. And I really wasn't liking that man's drip. You know, he had the gray button down with the slacks that were too big. You know, I, he kind of cleaned it up at the end. You know, hadn't had a, like a nice freshly pressed shirt with the red tie. He put on uh, a school uniform at the end. That's what he did. Oh, shit. Mash the dripless. Here we go. <laughs> hey, so, man. He just speak- focused on getting them gains, bro. Yeah, that's Ain't fair. Ain't time fair. for the drip. Speaking of Mash's drip, I know Tyler hasn't seen it yet, but... It reminded me of Cornell from Fire Force, the super twisted dude at the. Yeah, that is true. He had like the same exact haircut, the same color eyes, the same drip. I was like, no, you're right. Somebody might have got a little, a little uh, excited based on that design, you know? Yeah, somebody hey. got some inspiration somewhere. So, so it seems. Speaking of uh, other shows, did y'all see a uh, uh, kid in the intro over there from One Piece? What? Did y'all see that? No, I didn't notice that. Kid, kid look alike. I'm pretty sure that. Yeah. Oh no. You know the red hair designs. The red haired kid and yeah, his his yeah. friend group. Yeah, yeah. In the intro. Okay, I'm like, bro, I think that's kid, bro. We're, we're gonna meet him <laughs> soon. We haven't met him yet in the show, so no. we'll meet him next week, and we'll take a better, deeper look at that. Big yeah, big I just big seen big. him in the intro, and I was just like, bro, what are they? They. This is kid from One Piece, but I'm surprised y'all didn't see that. No, I was I was too busy banging my head to that fucking thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, bro, that's my bad. I was I was straight up too busy wanting to go to the gym and pump out like a thousand reps with like four hundred pounds on it in five minutes, you know, just because he got you fired up with that the workout scene, dude. Oh yeah. 
Bro, when he was working out, it sounded like it scared me at first. I thought it was like hummingbirds or something. The man pumps yeah. iron, and that's you got to check it out. <laughs> like you have to check it out. We can't explain it. My my sister heard him like grunting, lifting the, lifting the weights, and she was like, she came out of her room. She's like, "What the fuck are you watching?" Um, I think Wrong she boy. thought I was. Uh, yeah, I think she thought I was watching something X rated. But yeah, Wrong that's the point. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> my man's just working out. Chill out. Chill out. Chill out. So I guess um, to dive back into the plot. Um. So basically, Mash goes into town. Yep. He gets outed as being magicless, and he accidentally gets cream puff on a police officer's shirt. He's like, oh, I'll clean this for you. And just rips off his half his uniform, which is hilarious. Terry's but titties was hanging out. It was it was miserable. <laughs> Terry's titties were hanging out and not in a good way. <laughs> Terry is a big, big, hefty man. Yes, yes. Ter- Terry with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But so basically, Brad Coleman, who's kind of like the police chief, ex magic security force guy, like he fought a dragon, allegedly, you know, like he's pretty legit. And um, he confronts Mash and is like about to like take him into prison. And old Regro comes out of nowhere and just scoops him and says, sorry about my son. Bye. And just runs away. And um, Brad basically uses a magic spell to have a bird follow them to find out where they live. And then him and a couple other cops, Terry included, you know, go right in there and go try and basically capture Mash and take him into prison. And or sorry, Brad starts throwing spells at him and Mash, I swear to God, just starts swiping this thing away. Like these are like spells that have (laughs) killed a dragon. He just starts swiping away like bugs. It was so funny. Yeah, they were shook, bro. They they didn't know what to do with that guy. I wonder what makes him able to do that. Did they did y'all see anything that dug into that or my 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 theory on that is that no one is used to using their bodies for anything. Because they were using it for simple stuff like cutting fruit, picking up things off the ground. So I don't think anybody else works on their their physique or or probably has even tried to swipe away magic because everybody has magic. So I think he just like broke the rules. Dude, his magic is muscles, baby. Yes, sir. I thought it was funny when he started like uh, playing soccer with it. Oh, I was crying, dude. (laughs) That was some good comedy. Yeah, no, he's just he's just so OP because he's so fucking swole. And I just get serious One Punch Man vibes from it. I'm really hyped because I love that show. Yeah, One, one Punch Man. I liked the first season. The second season wasn't so great, but still a Third fun season. show. Third season's going to be really good. Yeah, nice. Mappa. Is it Mappa doing it? Yeah. I'm okay, sure. sweet. Mappa's doing everything. That's why we can't yeah. get fucking AOT on time. But that's, 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 why it, that's, that's why it takes 47 <laughs> years for a show to drop. Yeah, they don't have a release date yet, boys. But yeah, Matt, I'm pretty Jesus. sure... Ma- I'm 99% sure Mab is doing it. That's what I've seen. I think you're right. But basically, the end of the, the end of the episode is Mash basically defeats, quote unquote, he doesn't kill him or anything, defeats Brad. And Brad says, hey, I'll cut you a deal here. If you go to school and become the divine visionary, which is like the number one prodigy of young wizards, I'll let you off the hook. So they draw this corny ass little fake line on Mash's face and send him off to wizard school. And that's 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 the end of the episode right there. So like I'm really excited to see where it goes. I think it's gonna have some awesome, awesome plot to it. Um the comedy was great, so I really hope they continue with that. And mix in a little more serious in there when they get to some like serious parts, but I think it'll be a really good balance. 
I'm sure I'm sure they will. Um, but to go a little bit more into like the divine visionary thing. So the up and coming kids, like around the age of 15, how old MASH is, they all go to the school, they compete in its annual and whoever becomes the divine visionary is, is, is that guy. So it's going to, he's going to be fighting some really powerful kids. So it should be really, really fun. Um, hopefully we get to see some more of his dribbling skills in the next episode. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. We are ready to move on to our second one, boys. Yeah. Tyler, get us into my home hero episode one. Hell yeah. So, um, we're going to be talking about my home hero called from today. I am a killer. Uh, so this basically is about a 47 year old businessman named Tetsuo. He, who finds out that his daughter that's in college has been physically abused by her boyfriend. So he takes action to protect her and in doing so gets himself into quite a predicament. Uh, after watching some previews of this, I kind of thought that Tetsuo, Tetsuo was going to be your secret, like jacked hand to hand specialist that easily takes down people. But right from the start, we see that he's just like an average 47 year old guy which kind of surprised me. Did y'all have similar expectations coming into this? So I, uh, I go ahead. Go Dan. I was going to okay. say, I, I didn't do any research on this show. I just kind of like knew what you told me. So I kind of went in with an open eye on it, you know? And um, after seeing him in like the first couple of scenes, I was like, I'm actually kind of really excited to see how he pulls this off because, you know, I read the synopsis and it was like, you know, basically I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it yet. We're not there yet. But basically, he does something, and like it just goes batshit crazy from there. So, well, the thing that got me is like it's literally called my home hero. So when you're thinking about a hero, you know, you're thinking about somebody that is you know above average, and this guy ain't it. So <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true, but um, he 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 went above and beyond uh yeah, for what he I mean, did. Yeah, he, he did a little. Yeah, so yeah, to, to get into the, the episode a little bit more, like it kind of starts off and he's trying to have uh, lunch with his daughter. I guess he didn't get to see uh, her much. She kind of just hangs out with her boyfriend, abusive boyfriend, and he finally gets to see the marks on his face, on her face at at, uh, at lunch. And she kind of just walks away and then he kind of finishes the meal, follows her back to her apartment. Um, and then the boyfriend's coming out. And he kind of follows them for a little bit. And lo and behold, they go into some random business that they were probably too old to be going in. And he's like, what's that about? And then he gets pulled down a dark alley. They beat him up, take his clothes off, take a picture of him with his license so everybody will know it's him. And they pretty much blackmail him into not even looking at him anymore. So yeah. that's he kind of figures out, this is Yakuza. Like, this is a gang, you know, who would be doing that over this random kid and his three friends? Um, and it was really interesting. Uh, like you said, Tyler, you would expect someone being called my home hero to be overpowered. So I thought he was actually going to start kicking his ass, but yeah. he ends up <laughs> ends up with his dick out on some <laughs> trash in the alleyway. And I was like, oh, this is a little different than what I thought it was going to be, to your point. Yeah, and it was crazy, too, when he was following um, the boyfriend because the boyfriend was, like, openly talking about, like, hitting his daughter and, like, this is fine, you know? She, I'm just going to throw her away anyways. Like, I'm just here to steal her, like, grandfather's inheritance. And it was really fucked up. And it's crazy to think that, like, people actually operate like that, you know? But, I mean, Yakuza's Yakuza, you know? 
Yeah. And, and it's even find... crazier that, like, uh, he, Tetsuo didn't, at that point, he didn't even really believe that that was the guy that his daughter was dating. Like, he still had hope that she was actually, like, just, I guess, lying, uh, not Running lying, into the door like, or something, yeah. Falling down the yeah. stairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That she, he, she was dating, like, a, a good person. He still didn't believe it, so it was wild to me. Like, you got all the proof you need, bro. He's yeah, telling and, you. I mean, it, he didn't. He wasn't sure until basically one of um, is it no Nobuto? Nobuto actually said Rika's name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of his like, who's that bitch you're hanging out with? He's like, oh, her name's uh, Rika. You know, and it's like, oh damn, his face was just broken, dude. I felt so bad for him. Yeah, that it scene. was hurt. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine being like in his shoes. Um. But yeah, it's it was just really, really sad. It was really, really, really sad. So what happened next, guys? So he gets threatened. And then I cannot remember exactly what happens next. Tyler? So, go ahead, Dan. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah I was basically ahead, gonna say that he, you know, wants to talk to his daughter. So he goes to her her apartment. He has a spare key. And he's kind of like in there looking for some evidence, you know, being a little Ooh. detective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, you know, being a little detective and way, uh, Nobuto. Uh, uh, they don't know that he actually listens to like, uh, I guess, crime podcasts. Like he's a big crime person, crime podcast listener. So, yeah, he likes like yeah. crime novels and stuff like that. You know, yeah, true crime shit. And I mean, if you like true crime, this is the perfect show for you. Like if you it need a starter anime shit. for like, I mean, my wife loves true crime <laughs> shit she's obsessed with criminal minds ncis you know all that stuff and if, yeah. if your girl is into that or you know your significant other definitely put them on this show because i think they'd really enjoy it yes there's so many people that like absolutely love true crime things um i've started getting into it a little bit myself so it definitely has that feel to it it's the same feel um but yeah so he's in the apartment he see he hears the guy coming in the door and he hides in the closet, and he's like, "Man, this dude's dangerous." He says, "You know, Tetsu, uh, Nobutu starts talking about, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take the inheritance. I'm gonna get rid of her." And he starts talking about the the two girls he's dated in the past, and it seems like they both ended up uh, dead. So he's like, "Whoa, hold on! Like, I can't let him do this to my daughter. Like, what am I gonna do about this?" And he kind of goats him into coming towards the closet that he's in. And the funniest part of the episode for me, he just pops out of the closet and open palms fits them in the dick. I mean, <laughs> puts all his force into it. He's like, I can't beat this guy in a fight, so I gotta get him on the ground now. I was not expecting that at all, and I was so hyped when it happened. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. That's a great frame right there. But oh, like, he was smart, so, I mean, I'll give him that. He had to do what he had to do, man. Because yeah. he knew he was going to end up dead or, or blackmailed. That guy took a picture of him with his dick out. Yeah. So, <laughs> but so my favorite part of the episode actually is so he basically he he takes him down with the old the old nut shot and he's trying to find a weapon and he's in a kitchen like there's knives everywhere <laughs> and old old homeboy reaches for a rice cooker so we have to add death by rice cooker to one of our favorite ways of seeing somebody gruesomely murdered officially for this podcast I mean that was incredible. <laughs> Just beating a dude over the head with a pressure cooker. I was laughing so hard. I was like, this is just ridiculous. 
Yeah, I I have a very similar rice cooker in my kitchen, and that's probably the last thing I would grab, to be honest. Um, you kind of <laughs> he kind of had to bludge him to death, uh, over and over and over and over, and I was like, "Yo, go get a knife, man! Make quick work of this dude." But no, he, he ends up off an old boy, and now he's in some real trouble because he knows his daughter's gonna be coming, and uh, actually his wife shows up first, right? Yeah, I was to say his wife walks in right after and he's just sitting there like, uh, fuck. <laughs> but she's like, I'm all in on this. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, she wouldn't. She, bro, she's a rider. She's a rider. Kaisen is a rider, bro. Who do you know that would be like, nah, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of it. We're going to go. We're going to go up with the Yakuza. Fuck it. A Nobody. real one. A real Nobody. one. <laughs> I mean, did she really know that they was the Yakuza yet, or did he she just walk that. in and and she, he was she was like she just seen her husband murder some well the after effects of murdering someone and she just walks in and just like okay I understand like <laughs> no he, he actually said like well he told her what he he told her what he did. And then he was like, yeah, so I, there's an organization behind this guy. We're definitely dealing with Yakuza. Um, so she's like, you know, if, if he does something to our daughter or one of us, like the police aren't going to know. They're just going to hide the body and say, you know, chalk it up to a missing person because Yakuza is really that. powerful in Japan. Okay. Right. Um, and then she's immediately like, fuck it. Yeah, we'll do it to him then. Run it back. And it's, it, it, was, it, was, it was really cool. So I thought it was a cool moment. I thought there were several cool moments in this in this uh, first episode of this anime and that really drew me in. Like, what about you guys? Like, is, was this like the part that like really got you guys going? It, it really thickened the plot, right? Yeah, I'm, definitely. I mean, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Like I'm usually not into this type of show. And while the animation is like, okay, the plot so far has been really good for me. I really enjoyed so it. Yeah. Same, same here. Like I, I was sold after I figured out that the dude wasn't um, OP, that he was just normal. Because that means we're going to get like very interesting uh, uh, action scenes. So, right. And it's going to be more uh, strategic, which I'm all about. So, so to back, back things up a little bit, guys, do you think that Tetsu could have solved this issue another way? Like without killing O-Buddy? I don't know, man, because like like you like you mentioned, you know, they have his information. They have a picture of him. He can't go to the police. If he waits any longer, his daughter's going to die. Like. I think he did what he had to do, you know, I don't I can't see a way that he could have pulled it off with unless like he took his daughter and they ran for it. That's but at true. that point, he's leaving his job. And he's uprooting his daughter who's in college, you know, working on getting a career and everything else like that. And I think it'd be really tough to do that. I mean, the only way I could see that even having a chance at having a way out of this is uh, the dude was after inheritance or something like that from her grandfather. Maybe if he gave what he wanted, gave him what he wanted, that he would be left alone, maybe? Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that would have been a risky chance to take. But, I mean, look at what trouble he's fixing, fixing to be in now because... Not only did he kill a member of the Yakuza, he killed 
a special member of the Yakuza, and we'll right. get into that in a little, little bit, probably, you know? So. Yeah, yeah I definitely. mean, that, 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 I, I was going to go ahead and, and, and rip with it, yeah, honestly. Okay. So uh, shortly after, you know, there's a guy hanging out outside the apartment as uh, Rico leaves and the mother leaves, and he's saying, I think that somebody is still in there, right? And he's like, okay, I'm going to go in. Um, your son hasn't, you know, oops, my bad, guys. Uh <laughs> Uh, Tetsu hasn't come out in a while and he goes in and he ends up finding the body right guys and we learn that Tetsu is actually Tetsu is actually the son of the leader of the Yakuza so the plot thickens significantly man so like but did you guys see that coming so I thought he was just gonna be like a high up member of it right like I still don't know if he's like I don't, I don't know if he's like the actual leader of the Yakuza, just like a leader of a branch of the Yakuza, but he's a leader uh-huh. of some sort, which is definitely worse than just being a normal Yakuza member. So that's true. That's <laughs> true. I think he's the so uh, Yakuza. When you're talking about, it's just like a Japanese gang, right? Yeah. So yeah, like we 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 say the mob. There's multiple different mafia families. This is just a Yakuza, like it's a mob. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I think he's a, it seemed like he was. It seemed like he was talk, calling the shots. At least everybody that was talking to him was kind of, you know, b- very respectful of him, was listening to him. Um, and then he starts talking about how much he loves his son and his family. And it's, it's fucking crazy, man. Because so, now he's going to be after him, you know? Yeah. I'm, so the thing is, is like, I'm not actually sure if he saw the body or not. Like, they made it look like that, but I don't know, because Tetsuo was still in the apartment, and you, you gotta think he would try and hide it, and, like, pull something off, you know? How do you hide a whole ass grown man, though? Oh, you put it in the bathtub, you, you know, you close the bathroom door, and you just go from there, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean I, see the I, dude I, open the bathroom door, right? Yeah, we saw I, that. I don't know, man. Surprised, but, uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he just I saw think Tetsuo. I think they're giving us a really good cliffhanger here. I don't know. Dude, they did a good job with this first hey, episode. This cliffhanger is like on episode one. one is impressive. It really Maybe is. Maybe boy is going to, you know, make it a double homicide, bro. Yeah, maybe he's got big, big old eyes and homeboy has a, a knife in the bathroom. He's like, yo, I'm already a killer, though. I'm already <laughs> him. I'm already okay. him. Um, We'll see soon. I, yeah, think, uh, I think the next couple of episodes, I think the next episode's out already, maybe. I think. Yeah, so episode two is out. Um, interested to see where it goes. I almost watched it and I was like, I'm going to hold off till next week. You know, like, I'm going to hold off. I don't want to yeah. go in here knowing what's going to happen next. So, yeah, that's fair. But guys, is there is there anything else to talk about with this? Yeah, I mean, were there parts that you really enjoyed or, like, you really didn't? Like, you know, like I said, I wasn't the biggest fan of the animation. It seems kind of, like, low budget, but we'll see where it goes. I'm really excited for the plot. And honestly, a plot can carry something more than animation. I mean... That is true. Something can be pretty and suck. We all talk about, you know, Demon Slayer, which is, like, animated beautifully. But the story story is just kind of... It's good. It's not, like, incredible. It's it's big decent. It's big decent. Yeah, it's 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 better than mid, but it's not like God tier, you know. But the animation right. just carries that show. Yes, it's like it's like a seven story, uh, but ten animation. Um, one thing I did like was like when you picture a Yakuza boss, right? You think about like some hot shot, right? 
um, big guy, intimidating. Tetsu's dad is a little guy who sits behind a phone and has like voice filters and does business, shady business that way. So that was really interesting to see um, that he's running a business like that. So I don't think that he himself is that dangerous. I just think he has a lot of dangerous people working for him. So I, I mean, wonder if like the family can like get to him and stop the whole thing. That I think that's going to be something we have to look at. Yeah, I think he even said something like uh, he's not that type of person. So that's why he has, you know, the like the two henchmen or whatever. That's why he's got them, you know, because he's not that type of person. He can't do it. So uh, Definitely. My only. Oh, yeah, it was great, dude. My only worry is that like we're set up for one thing and I hope they don't drag it out. Like I hope they keep building on it and it's not just like uh, the same kind of like getting out of this thing getting out of that thing getting out of this thing for 13 episodes or whatever we are for this show yeah, like i hope they build in the plot more so yeah that'd be dope um we'll see yeah, this could, it could get tiring that way but i think it's gonna be really really fun yeah awesome well, you guys want to get into the next show heck yeah right. let's do it so next guys we have hell's paradise episode two Ooh. screening and choosing so this is the first season uh second episode it, and I'll get right into the summary for you guys. The Shogun and other officials hold a meeting with the convicts to explain the official mission. We later learn that they got to cut down on the amount of convicts they have. They have the elites as far as combat, but they really got to hone in who they're going to send to this paradise island. Um, so they hold a free-for-all, a fight to the death, in order to reduce the numbers. Battle Royale, baby. And it's, <laughs> it's hot, bro. So they explain all the rules to all the convicts first. And then, like I, like I just said, they tell, you know, the, the Shogun. Was it the Shogun that was there? It was, it was a, an official of some sort. And he tells them, hey, y'all got to do something about these numbers. And there's one guy that just starts killing folk. And everybody else is still sitting around shocked. Um, yeah, but, I mean, they, they didn't want to uh, say... The actual kill killed him, and I think one of them was like, "I get what you're saying, you know." <laughs> they don't want to they say it. Took mm-hmm. a rock at somebody's dome and put him down. Crazy. Yeah, so um, it, it got raunchy really, really quickly. But before it did, um, they're still going through the rules, and we have Sagiri struggling with herself. Um. There's another, there's a male executioner telling her, you know, she shouldn't be here. She ain't got the heart for it, even though it seems like she's pretty skilled, right? Um, did you guys have any thoughts about that? Because it, it seemed like she could look into her blade and, and see some things. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it because the episode actually, before we got to the old Battle Royale, the episode opened up with kind of more backstory on Sagiri. And it was kind of like her coming up, watching her father effortlessly kill someone who was telling a story. Um, you know, in execution style. And he keeps talking. Homie keeps talking after he's decapitated. So that is a clean cut. Yes, he didn't even know he had been decapitated. Like, that's nuts. And to be that good is Sigiri's goal. And I thought that was really cool to get more backstory on her because last episode we got a lot on Gabi Maru. And, you know, they're going to be the main pair we follow throughout this. For sure, for sure. So I thought it was nice to add some backstory for her. Um but one of the things is like you can see the reflection of yourself in the blade and like there's these cool really cool scenes where basically it's like her and i mean she's naked so that's cool but, 
right, dude. But like, it's like the bl- bloody figures of all the people she's killed, like grabbing at her, and like it's like kind of signifying oh, the guilt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just super cool to see. And it's there's part alive, man. Later in the episode, we're gonna get into where she like basically sees Gabi Maru in a similar situation, and the man is like drowning in bodies that he's taking down. Like it's just his head, like barely poking out, breathing. And he, the man is just a fucking savage. Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of sad to see the characters like that, but it, it's adding a lot of depth to the show on episode dose. Like this is it's really really good. I, I've really been enjoying that. Um, but yeah, they were kind of ragging on her a little bit and, uh, she was ragging on herself. Like you said, she had those dead bodies kind of just climbing up her. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty fun. Uh, but the, the big thing for the episode guy, the battle, the battle Royale, we were introduced to a lot of cool characters. Um, were there any moments outside of Sagiri being guilt ridden that you guys really thought was kind of crazy or wild? I really interested the introduction to the other convicts or death row inmates whatever you want to call them who are going to be going on this journey with Gabi Maru and um, basically it was there's only like 12 members of the Asagiri clan or whatever it is and so they can only each babysit essentially one convict and that's why they have the battle royale and some of them you meet are super fun my personal favorite besides Gabi Maru was Tamiya who was basically like a master swordsman who went total Ronin and just went AWOL and just fucking started just chopping people up. The man was nasty with the blade, dude. Oh, no, he really was. He really was. Um, I think my favorite was the giant of Benin. He was just like doing nothing but still getting it in. Because <laughs> like he, it, it, come to find out later in the episode, like he really can't be stabbed. I think he has no. like super thick skin or something. Was that him? Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm saying no, he yeah. can't get stabbed. Like, he, yeah, like they were like trying to beat him over the head, and it was just bouncing off him. Like, the dude is an insane giant. You know, he's yeah, like I mean, he's like fucking twelve feet tall. Twelve just feet tall. Up. You know. Yes, there were a lot of interesting characters. Were, were there any that you liked, uh, Tyler? I mean, I, I really liked the giant as well. I just liked that he was just laying there, just chilling. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And I, I also the... I also really liked Akaginu, who was the cannibal courtesan. So if you guys don't know, courtesans are essentially like the head hooker in Japanese culture. Like they're the yes. top dog, like the really good prostitute. And I guess she just in murders. Modern term, in modern terms, the bottom bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Dan. Sorry. Dad. But Slip she basically in. is just known for like eating her like customers, I guess, if you want to call them that. Victims, I would say victims. Victims, and it's just nuts. Like the characters, all the ones they introduced are crazy unique. We can't, we don't have time to get into all of them, but this is an anime you need to check out. Like this is going to be some top tier shit for this season. And I looked a little further into it. So the manga was 128 chapters and it's complete. So we're definitely getting more than one season with this. There's no way they can make it happen yes. in one season. Yes, 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 yes. The the, the first two episode have episodes have been extremely fire. Uh, last episode of the weekly rundown, Dan, you said uh, that the animation was top tier. Did it still hold up in the second episode? I mean, watching Gabi Maru just rip people's throats open while like his hands are tied together mm-hmm. was awesome. They animated the blood like dripping off his hands so well. It was just incredibly gruesome. And like I was watching it in my living room. My wife walked in. She's like, oh, you're not going to make me watch this one, right? I'm like, no, this is, this is for me. This is for me. This is all for me. You don't, you don't need this one. Damn. 
poor girl. Yeah. Yeah. No, she didn't need to see this. I don't think she has the heart for it, bro. <laughs> but like Gabi Maru, basically, he's kind of standing. He's like, hey, I don't want to kill people because I, I don't need to right now. You know, this is stupid. Like, why are we doing this? Like, you know who the strongest are. Just pick those. And basically, they're like, nah, like, you're not going to get this part if you don't take part in this. And he just goes off and kills like seven people who attack him. Because the Shogun basically offered like, hey, if you kill him, you're guaranteed on the boat. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, hell nah. And then he just absolutely just dismantled people. And everyone's just terrified after like, holy shit, that's the hollow. And he just lived up to his name. And he I'm really, really excited to see him just brutally murder more people, especially when he starts breaking out his ninjutsu. Oh, so Tal, you want to you want to you wanna tell us about uh, the hollows go to move in this fight? Yeah, I mean, basically, he just, I mean, I thought he had a sword, but apparently he doesn't have a sword. Hell he no. just, you know, Straight just. hands in this bitch. Yeah, he just, like, uses his, like, hands together and just, like, slashes their throats out, bro. And I think he even stabs one through the chest or stomach or something as well. Oh, and yeah. Then, yeah, like, dude. one point, he, he, like, tore their throat out with his mouth, too, so. Yes. <laughs> I loved it, dude. It I'm crazy, so in for this show. Bro. Like, I'm so hyped for this show. And, like, it's not like he was just, like, slashing their throats. He, like, imagine you have your hands and you're digging in sand and you're just pulling out, like, a, a handful of sand. He just did that to a man's jugular. I'm talking, like, full on ripped it out. The whole and it was, thing. Yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, it was. Um, and what I found crazy about the whole fight, well, starting off, nobody wanted to fight Gabimaru. They knew his reputation. They went after each other. And so he was just sitting there. But the, uh, the Shogunate w- was not having any of that. So like you said, they were like, yeah, somebody get his ice. And uh, he-, he showed out. But everybody else had broken free of their restraints and was actually fighting with two hands. Gabby Morrow never did. So he was using it- his wrist. He was beating the shit out of everybody, tearing their throats out with his wrist tied together. So it was just kind of added to how fucking OP that man is. No ninjutsu, all hands, throwing bows. I literally like the man's a living legend in this sh- in this you know universe, and I'm so excited to see where it goes. The the thing I like about Gabby Maru, it seems that he still has morals. Like it, it don't seem like he's like a full on like criminal. He 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 just don't do whatever he wants to he don't just kill people just because he wants to all that stuff he he actually has i guess beliefs and he only kills when he actually has to kill it seems like yeah he he he, uh even was like dodging a little bit to start off the fight to see if they were gonna like keep attacking him but then like they just kept coming he was like all right i I guess this is what you guys really want to do yeah so it, it was it was really really cool um Man, so I've noticed here recently, I don't know if, if we've just gotten to this point in the, the history of anime, there's more and more shows I feel <laughs> like are having more graphic-ass deaths. Like, how many shows have we reviewed or done first looks at during this, the time we've been doing this podcast that have absolutely brutal deaths? Is this, is this a new trend, or am I just being introduced to this, this fucking mess? I think it's a newer trend. Um, as animation is getting better and everything like that, like, I mean, you know, back in the day, like, say Dragon Ball Z, somebody gets shot with a special beam cannon through the chest. It's just a hole, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just getting to this point now. I mean, like I mentioned last episode, 
This is the Dark Shonen Trio with Chainsaw Man and Jujutsu Kaisen and this. And they're all gruesome shows. I mean, Chainsaw Man is on the same <laughs> amount of level of gore as this. Chainsaw Man's ridiculous. Just blood everywhere all the time. Yeah, I mean, it, Chainsaw Man is just, uh, it's, it's one of the most gory shows I've seen in a while. But I mean, I'm down for it. The more, the more, this, the better, honestly. This might, like, get to the point where it takes the cake. I'm not sure. But, like, they're going in at it, and it's been some pretty casual fights so far. But, you know, by any means, blood and gore don't make a show good. No. But when you pair it with a top-notch plot, I'm fucking here for it, dude. <laughs> yes, the plot is very good. And and, and kind of going back to the, the, the actual plot itself, um, the criminals are getting sent to the island one-on-one with the Yamada clan members, or the executioners, right? They seem to be pretty important members of society. Does that sound like a smart move? Hey, man, I think they have full confidence in that they'll be able to just to take them down. That's I mean, I think they're really strong, but I'm interested to see how it goes. You know, like yeah. they're building such a good plot here. And the episode ended with them on the boat heading that way. And they're all paired up. And I'm just really interested to see where it goes. So I'm really excited for episode three. Yeah, same here, same here. And yeah, just to remind our audience, my mom was even like in episode one, and, and she don't fuck with shit like this, so <laughs> that's how good it's been. Anything else you guys want to talk about for this one? No, I think we pretty much hit everything there was. I mean, um, the, a lot of the episode was the Battle Royale, and that really... I don't want to say it didn't, have a, it didn't have a lot to talk about, but it's something that you just got to see for yourself. Yes, yes. I do recommend this so far. It's going very, very, very well. Yeah, this yeah. might be this might be my favorite show of the season. Like with how okay. it's going so far, you know. I mean, Out, it's be outside, yeah. Outside of, I mean, obviously we love Demon Slayer. Everybody loves Demon Slayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, out of what we have, um, for our weekly rundown right now, this has been my favorite too. So, well, so. speaking of Demon Slayer, do we want to get into that? Uh. Sure, if you want. To. Awesome. Yeah, I, I got nothing else to say about Hell's Paradise. <laughs> Let's fucking go, bro. Awesome. So this was a really hyped first episode. Basically, it was so hyped. They gave us an hour long special for episode one. And I actually saw this about a month ago in theaters. And I'm just going to say on the big screen, it was a little better than it was on my little TV. You know, my little 75 inch TV. <laughs> right. Little but, 75 inch TV, okay. Nice flex the nanas already. Right, just a little, little, little I'm just flex. gonna say there's Bro. some scenes with the love Hashira and they looked better on the big screen. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm surprised <laughs> you don't have <laughs> okay, your uh, Naruto headband on right now. <laughs> <laughs> but get into it. Tanjiro awakens from their coma after fighting the upper six demons, Dake and Gutaro. However, Tanjiro's sword is not finished, so he heads off to the swordsman village, swordsmith village and arrives to find some of his dear old homies. We'll get into one of them very specifically very soon because we got to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While this is happening, the upper demons meet with Muzan, the big baddie, to discuss their plans going forward. So this episode opens up with all the upper demons getting basically pulled back to the Infinity Castle. And this is like some of the most stunning animation Sheesh. I've ever seen. Oh my god, is it, bro? Like what? Like the first crazy. scene is Akaza essentially just jumping off a ledge into this infinity castle. So if you guys haven't seen it, basically it's just like 
billions of buildings yeah. just moving around always shifting always changing and the man is just skydiving right down to the bottom i mean he's 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 and everything's like shifting three. around him letting him through um bro that whole scene inside of the infinity castle had no business going that hard bro <laughs> I was going nuts. I was like, yo, the animation. I mean, that's what we, that's part of what we love about this fucking show. And they (laughs) showed the fuck up. It had no business. Had no business. No right to show out like that. But basically, so when he hits the bottom, little bijou lady summons all the demons to the same, like the central area, waiting for moves on. And we get some interactions between some of the upper demons, which is super fun, in my opinion. Doma is a hilarious motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> like Akaza just hates him and Lily just punches his head off I think two or three times throughout like the first 10 minutes of the show right <laughs> and I love the, seeing that dynamic it was uh, it was hilarious and then like Doma's not reacting to it at all no like he, he's not even giving him the satisfaction be like yo why the fuck did you do that he's like oh everything's fine we're just getting closer together and, and Yakuza fucking hates him, so it even it makes him even matter. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. But so we get introduced to some of the other upper rank demons. Um and it's really cool to see because they're all the designs are crazy unique for all of them. Like one of my personal favorites that was there was like Gyoko, who is basically this like white demon that lives in a pot. But his design was super cool. Like, I don't want to get into like I, I can't explain I it. You he got had a s- body to start. He came out of the pot. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. He has a body, but he came out. It's like a genie. Sh- it's like some genie shit. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like a right. genie. Like, definitely check it out. Like, I, I don't. I it's podcasts make it hard to talk about character designs. Besides saying, oh, that shit went fucking hard, you know. <laughs> true, true. But it was it was super creative though, right? Like he had. It was disgusting. It was disgusting, but it was really cool at the same time. He had uh, his 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 mouth, mouths plural, were where his eyes should be, and his eye he had an eye on his forehead and an eye where his mouth should be, and like little arms coming off the side of his head. Very unique. I don't know how you think of something like that, but then again, I am not an animator, so there's that. I mean, look at most of the demons that we just seen. Like they're they're weird, bro. Definitely. You know? and, and then we also met Hatengu, which is upper demon number four. If you guys don't recall, number six is out of the picture. You know, they took <laughs> him down last season. So number four is like a scaredy cat demon with horns. And he has like a giant bulb on his head. If you've ever seen like a flower horned fish, which is really popular in Asian culture, he's got this giant bulb on his head and it looks just like that. Oh, I didn't know that was where that was from. Cool. I don't know if that's where it came from, but it looks like that. I mean, you know, it, it probably did. Then that's not what I, that's what I would assume. But go ahead. And then we had also we had already met Akaza and we would already met Domo in the last season, but we got to Kokushibo, who is upper rank number one, and he has such a fucking hard design, like it's insane. He's essentially he looks like an ex demon slayer. He has a sword. He has hair similar to Tanjiro or the original user of Sun Breathing. And like, but he has eight, six eyes, six, six eyes. Yeah, he has six eyes. And it's just a crazy design. And just seeing his design really makes you think like, oh, is this an, a demon slayer who turned demon? And I'm really excited for them to get into his backstory and kind of learn that. Um, 
I don't. I, I'm. I'm already hell spoiled for me, so I'm not gonna go into it. But like, <laughs> yeah. fuck Twitter. Uh, fuck yeah. Twitter. I mean, that's how it goes, man. If you just scroll, you can't even scroll in peace nowadays. But like, his design is super hard, and the man is terrifying. There's a scene the second time that Akaza like knocks off Dolma's head. Kokushibu just rolls up, and he's like, "Don't disrespect the fucking pecking order, dude." Hey, chill the fuck out, bitch. It just terrifies him. <laughs> like, it goes to the scene where it's just Akasa, like, scared, speechless on his face with Kokushibo's eyes behind him. And it was super well animated. Bro, did anybody else, like, skin crawl when they saw that for the first time? I wasn't I had expecting a that. Yeah, you even said his name and my skin started crawling. Like, I got, like, I got, like, I got a shudder at <laughs> my spine. I fucking hate his. Dis- well, it's, a, it's honestly wonderful because he should be fucking creepy, right? Upper Demon Rank 1. Uh, so they nailed it, but it just creeps me out so, so much, man. Didn't, uh, didn't Muzan say something like uh, he ranks them in order of uh, how much humanity they have left? Is that what he said? Kind of. I don't remember that. Maybe. I don't remember either. I'd have to go yeah. back. I'm going to go back and watch this again, but like. Because I have to. It was really good. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I'll pay more attention the second time, man. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he would have been like less creepy if he had like maybe just four eyes instead of six. But that's just me. But either either way, it was pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's uh, and, I, and like the only reason I agree with like the full six is like he should be as creepy as oh, possible, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But what do you need six eyes for? That's all. It seems a lot of interference. Bro ha- probably has great depth perception though. Hundred um, percent, dude. Like Spider Man. okay dad okay (laughs) um so we going back to like how tanjiro tanjiro wakes up from his his coma and uh everybody's around him and then he figures out he doesn't have a sword i don't think anything too important to the plot happened as he was waking up right um but then we learn there's actually a swordsmith village you know naturally we saw that one coming but did you guys find it interesting on how hidden the swordsmith village is and how he got there like any comments on that guys i it makes sense you know like i mean that village is critical to the demon slayer core like operation but the way they they went about it was really funny in my opinion i did enjoy it yeah i mean I i just don't know how like they kept on swapping out the people or whatever but still even when you're swapping out people you're still gonna know the like general area that this place is in, so I don't see how they've kept it a secret for so long, especially since it's not moving. So, well, right. I, I don't know. I feel like there was what it was, it was like nine people or something carried him there, and I mean, Tanjiro had his nose plugged, he was blindfolded, and he had earplugs in, like he didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, and I think the same person runs that exact same route. So I guess nine, the the last person knows how to get to the end. But they know nothing before that, you know, and if you put them in a different situation, they'd have no fucking clue to get there. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Because I was wondering, I was like, okay, there's nine people. One of them knows, but they probably have that person very well guarded. Um, Just in case, you know, just in case he does have a great sense of direction. But I thought that was really cool. I thought it was interesting. And then he kind of gets there and it's everybody with their, you know, I don't know what you call those types of masks with the the long pointy nose. And he ends up meeting. mask. 
The, we're gonna call him Usopp, man. We're we're recording that. Yes. Um, <laughs> so good, King. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we, he goes there and he meets uh, Techin, the leader of the Swordsmith Village, and he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, our our guy Hataru has kind of been a piece of shit. He's not making good swords. So Tanjiro this whole time thought it was his fault that he was damaging his swords. And uh, Techin and the rest of the Swordsmith Village doesn't actually have a very high opinion of uh, Hataru. Which, did anybody see that coming? Uh, I mean, not really. I thought that, you know, if he's making swords for the Demon Slayers, that he was a pretty high caliber, uh, you know, swordsmith, you know? You would think. So... I, I mean, don't necessarily think it was that he was making bad swords. I just think he was wasn't making swords that could keep up to our boy Tanjiro, you know? Okay. Think so? And okay. the leader wasn't blaming Tanjiro for it. It's like bro wasn't making you a good enough sword dog. Like he ran away hiding because we're beating the shit out of him or something, you know? Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Hunteru has uh hopefully he steps up his fucking game. Um, because that's been a problem throughout the entire show. And we just thought it was Tanjiro's fault this whole time. And so did he. So hopefully he can, uh, they can get him in line and help him figure out what, he, what the fuck he's doing. Get, him, get his craftsmanship together. I mean, even like Hotaro, Hotaru, he, he always blamed uh, Tan, Tanjiro. So he always said that he wasn't, he didn't know how to use it correctly in order to uh, keep it from breaking. So it's interesting seeing this aspect from other uh swordsmiths and the leader you know so how much did you like that the leader was just this tiny old man he's <laughs> got very nimble fingers great craftsman i just loved how they're like i'm the leader and i'm also the smallest <laughs> whoa yeah hey man just concentrated greatness right there. that's all it is that's all it is so i guess after tanjiro gets to the village and meets with the the big, the head honcho, the chief, you know, uh, one of the people who's kind of leading him around says, oh, you know, like the hot springs here are great. Mm, you got to yeah. go take a dip. And that's where we're introduced to one of the two Hashira that is going to be a main focus of this season. And it's <laughs> it's your girl, Mitsuri, who is the love Hashira. And we get a very gratuitous scene of her in the hot springs. <laughs> And Jesus this is like the most hyped up part of the show on the internet. Which is, <laughs> it really was. It was, ridiculous. it was ridiculous. But we see a, we see a lot of we see a lot of her. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Almost all of her. Yeah. That boy and, Tanjiro over here. He just like he stole. He stole it from us, bro. He stole it from us. Yeah. She's like running down the stairs. And he's like, you need to stop. Your breasts are going to fall out. And she's just swinging them around. And it's like. It just ruined so many like fifteen year old boys' dreams right there, dude. <laughs> Fuck off. Twenty nine year old boys' dream, yeah. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but I actually ended up really liking uh, Mitsuri. Very nice lady. You know what I'm saying? Very nice lady. She has yeah. the most the best reason for joining the Demon Slayer Corps there is, you know. She's like, I'm super strong ground. and I gotta find a band stronger than me. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to find love. Yes. She said, I want to be protected. She want to be taken care of. And I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> so let me become one of the, the, the most hardcore people in the land. Fuck it. I love it. 
<laughs> yeah, but I, I, I really want to touch on this, guys, and I, I've been trying to hold it off for this entire time. So we go back to Kaguya. Uh, they're talking about how um, Upper Rank 6 was, was defeated, you know, which is a, causing a big stir throughout the uh, Demon Slayer world. And he called Muzan the sole blemish on his family. Did yeah. did anybody else know they were related, bruh? I'm pretty sure they said something at the Hashira meeting when Tanjiro and Nezuko were kind of being put to trial. I'm like 90% sure we learned in that episode. What? Okay, but I forgot. I wow. I, mean, I knew I that, know, so, so I don't know where you, I don't remember where I learned it, but I knew he's that. He's lying. We're just gonna say he's lying. How about that? Me right. personally, I was like, are they really family or did he just mean like that uh his uh uh, Muzan Muzan's actions are like the a blemish one, on his family because he, yeah. he said the fa- his family name, but yeah, I didn't like, know. Maybe he's maybe I thought maybe he was like thinking of it like he's tainted our name by because we can't stop him type of deal. Well, the Demon Slayer core was created because of Muzan, so yeah. that had to happen first. They had to have the blemish before they made the Demon Slayer core. You know. Yeah, I mean. It, there's a part like like Dan said, it could have been mentioned back then, but I I don't recall. It's been so long ago, and uh, I I don't really know. So it it it'll be news to me if they are actually like family somehow. So we'll have to. That'd look be into fucking that. interesting though. Would really enjoy that. But yeah, Kaguya was saying like you know the tide's turning. I think we can you know I think we got some motion now. I think we we're gonna definitely take him down this generation. Uh, so that hopefully that's some good fore- foreshadowing. Um, but yeah. And then Muzan was also talking about, you know, he was looking down on his uh, upper ranks, saying that they hadn't found one Kaguya where they, you know, where he lives. And then they were looking for the blue spider lily. Yeah. I don't know. This, do this is the first time that was mentioned, right? And I don't think so. I think he's mentioned it before, but I'm not sure what he wants it for. So, so. It's kind of interesting. So red spider lilies are the classic anime flower you always see and you're like, oh, shit, somebody's about to die. It's like Mm -hmm. it's the symbol of that. But these ones are blue. So maybe it's like the symbol of life or somehow maybe it's like related to Muzan's like long life. Because, I mean, the man's always cooking up shit in the kitchen. You know, he's always he is. He is always cooking it up a little 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 medicine, you know, or something. So maybe it's involved in that. And maybe that's like what Muzan needs to become the ultimate being or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, if, if any of y'all that's listening right now, if y'all know anything, like, we don't, that we might have missed in, like, past episodes about the Blue Spider Lily and Muzan, like, let us know. We're we're interested. But I if you read I, the manga and you know and you spoil it, we'll forever yeah, hate you. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. We will. No, no joke. Man, we're just trying Discord. to see if we're like uh you know missing something you know maybe we forgot some details i'm pretty sure it's been mentioned before i just don't know to what extent so yeah, yeah. there was there was a lot in this episode because it was an hour i mean we we were reintroduced to genya who is the other demon slayer the one the boy covering all the scars and oh, there's yeah. a really funny scene where tanjiro basically rips off his clothes and hops in a hot spring hot spring because you know he thought they could bond over their nudeness, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Tanjiro is such a such a sweet guy. 
and so, you just yeah. get you get little Nezuko swimming around like a freaking fish. Yes, and there were some really good scenes with uh, Itsuri and Nezuko. I was loving their lo- like their little relationship they had going. There was a lot see- of really fun interactions in this in this uh, hour long piece. I mean, there's Demon Slayer when it's not like constant like crazy fight scenes. There's always a lot of good humor in it. Very true. Very and there true. was another scene where we were reintroduced to the Mist Hashira, and he was standing with a mysterious, very similar looking to Tanjiro figure in the back. And I wanted to get into it earlier because kind of skipped over it. Before Tanjiro wakes up from his coma, he's actually having a dream. But it looks like it's like in the past. And it's like his father with baby Tanjiro and his mother's lying in the back. And he's talking to the swordsman. And I can't remember if we got the name or not, but he's got the the earrings on he's got the same hair he's got the you know the scars look like flames mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure that's the guy who taught tanjiro's dad the fire dance the the sun dance sorry yeah, yeah. so his um tanjiro's dad called him uh well, actually, sumiyoshi. Sumiyoshi, actually, okay. uh it, it was the opposite way around uh sumiyoshi was uh the uh tanjiro's relative's name Okay. It was it was the uh, it was the guy talking that said Sumiyoshi. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think it'll be really interesting to see where that goes. You know, I'm really excited to kind of see where that this whole this whole show goes. I mean, this I season like that was be an, awesome. actually a very important plot piece. I'm glad you brought that up. And so, like, if if the dude's name is Sumiyoshi, uh, I'm pretty sure wasn't Tanjiro's father. Wasn't it something like a? Didn't his name start with like a T or something like that? I'm not sure. You know, uh, it wasn't it wasn't Sumiyoshi, so that means that the Sumiyoshi character who is related to Tanjiro is like uh, further down the line. So this this dude that we're seeing now is has to be pretty old, right? But he kind of looks sim- similar to the dude we've seen the Miss Hashira, like uh, in the presence of the Miss Hashira. Didn't y'all think so too? I did think I thought they looked similar. They had similar hair. Um, but yeah, Tanjiro's father's name is Tanjiro. So ah, okay. So it is a distant relative. Sumiyoshi. It's not his father. It's a distant so. relative. I don't, I don't yeah. know what's going distant, on. Distant relative of the Kamado <laughs> family. Yeah, from to my knowledge, they never did say the name of the dude that uh, with the earrings, uh, the son user uh, that Dan's talking about. But Sumiyoshi is somehow related to. Tanjiro somehow. I don't, yeah, I don't it's because it's a distant ancestors. Yeah. What the old Demon Slayer wiki says. So we're on the right track here, folks. Okay. But it's crazy though, because if this dude that they seen in a dream is the same dude that is talking to the Miss Hashira, this dude should be old as hell, bro. True, right? You I know? got some theories, but I'm gonna keep them to myself for right now. We're gonna save them Amen. later. Hey, yeah, we're gonna know. have to do a whole Demon Slayer episode, man. When it when we get to the end of the season, I feel like. They're weaving, they're weaving the web right now. I mean, I'm enjoying it. It was a great, great way to get introduced to the season. Um, the animation was fucking great. Did the studio say that they were gonna step up the animation from this yeah. level, or they were just saying from last season? From last season, so yeah, they've okay. already so stepped they, it they, up, they, man. Yes, I was like, where do you go from fucking here, right? Um, it, it was, it was see nuts, like man. pods though, like see how yes. the pods are different, you know. Yes, better. that's when it's gonna get fucking nuts. But the Infinity Castle, yeah, whoa, absolutely <laughs> whoa. But awesome, yeah. There's definitely like we could have probably talked about this episode for another twenty minutes, but 
I think it's time we get on the One Piece, guys. What do you think? Guys, let's, let's, whoa, 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 whoa. Insomniacs after school, boys. Ooh, did I skip one? You did. Uh, Ooh, my bad. Oh, Tyler, yeah, get yeah. us into it, bro. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. So, I'm not sure y'all uh, slice of life romance fans out there. We got some for y'all, too. We're going to try it out. It's called Insomniacs after school. Uh, the first episode is uh, Capella. And uh, it goes, you know, when Ganta Nakami goes into obs- uh, observatory, rumored to be haunted, he finds his classmate Isaki Magari sound asleep. They learn they're both struggling with the same problem. And I'm a big fan of Slice Alive, you know, romance shows, but I know this isn't y'all's normal cup of tea. Uh, is this y'all's first time, like, purposely watching a pure Slice Alive? Romance anime? I think Tomochan. No, yeah, yeah. we got it. We got it in this last episode, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've watched Tomochan wants to hang out, which I thought was bad decent. I don't know if there's a second season out on it or not, but I, I was also to to just uh, give you some context. I watched it during COVID and I had nothing else to do. <laughs> oh no! But this, so this yeah, this real watch list is getting getting low. Boy, I had nothing else to do. <laughs> Except watch Bleach, scumbag. I'm just Bro, I'm trying so hard. We'll get to that another time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, after watching, like, trailers of this show, um, and we know that people was led to believe that it was going to have more, like, of a ghost-type mystery vibe added to it, and unless it comes along later, it really doesn't seem to be that way. It just was a made-up story, uh, we find out, um, to keep people out of the observatory, does this make it less interesting for y'all? Yes, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I was um, wondering. Yeah, because that's what I thought too. It says insomniacs after school. It starts the first few minutes start off, and it's it's you know they're, they're ooh the observatory, and um come to find out, old uh, Isaki, she just made it up. She just yeah. wants to go to sleep. She's an insomniac, just like our MC Ganta. Um. Yeah, it just it just didn't. Yeah, I mean, if I it took a lot away from Dan what I thought was, it was going to be, right? Dan was pretty hopped about like the ghost story aspect. So I was, and yeah. I'm. I was just let down. <laughs> um. So basically, this whole show involves you know our main character Ganta staying up all night, which I can relate to because you know I have a serious insomnia problem, and I'm the kind of guy who just lays in bed till four or five a.m. sitting there like in my deep darkest thoughts which is not fun no i'm I'm the same <laughs> way bro it's, it's not great it's not a good life and like you know we get that and then he goes to school and they're getting ready for a festival for i believe halloween you know they're making pumpkin heads they're making tombstones they're doing all this fun cute little schooly stuff and then he goes up to the observatory to get more cardboard boxes and he finds our girl isaki just basically sleeping in a locker which like you got to find something better than that girl come on Come on, you're, you're sleeping in a trying to be locker. Hidden, bro. She's oh my god! Hidden. What did what did y'all think about her? Uh, what what did y'all think about him? Just like finding her and then just like basically almost like nose to nose, just staring at her while she's sleeping. He was creeping a little bit, Fucking but he had a good point. Shit. What are you? He had about? a good point. He thought she was a ghost. <laughs> my ass. And, and that's how you figure out if they're not a ghost if you like just like get very close to him. I was kind of hyped when I thought she was a ghost too. <laughs> and I just got let down. 
and they both talk and they're like oh we're both insomniacs they both fall asleep and then how they somehow wake up and she's like sleeping on his leg and i'm like oh this is getting somewhere raunchy yes not really i mean and you know they both had the little little blush but go ahead dude they basically start an after school club for people who don't sleep and they walk around the city for 10 minutes they take photos they hide from the police and end not a lot happened that was pretty much it that that is not pretty much it that is it (laughs) which i actually thought it was a very nice looking anime i thought it was well animated um but yeah, it it, it seems it seems like we we they they might be getting shipped here. Um, it, it seemed like they were getting pretty tight pretty quickly. There were really no other characters that stood out to me other than uh, Ukigawa, which it was uh, Gonta's like male friend, and that, that's pretty much it. So it was it was pretty simple. It just pretty much set us up with the premise of the show. They're gonna be hanging out in the middle of the night doing s- stupid shit. Like Congrats, taking your friends, baby. Yeah. It's gonna we, be better get, we better get some hood rat shit. I want some hood rat shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, y'all probably ain't gonna get none. This, this is. Damn. I thought, uh, you know, with the ghost, uh, the ghost aspect to it, I thought it was gonna be like a little bit uh different. But I think mm-hmm. this is just gonna be your typical, uh, uh, I guess romance. I guess you can say. Okay. Um, All right. With Tyler, lots this, about life this, aspects. This is a. Uh... This is your bag, right? This is you in your yeah. bag. Like, what'd you think about the episode? I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, one of the better uh, animes of the uh, spring season. So I thought it was was up there with like uh, Angel Next Door and Tomo Chan of last season. So, but obviously, like, uh, I like I got, I got one more above this one, and it's called Skipping Loafer. Um, it's it's just so much better than this one as of right now, but uh, I well, mean I'm I, into those type of things. So yeah, okay. I guess we give it a few more episodes. You know, I'm I'm kind of hoping she was lying. There are ghosts. I want some ghosts. I want some spooky time, dude. I, I really hope. I, I, as long as it's interesting, I don't I don't really give a give a crap. I yeah. hope they get into some trouble or something. Something cool starts happening at night. They got to investigate or some something crazy like that. I mean, obviously, they're going to have some kind of tension or drama happening. That's the way it usually goes. Right. Just, That's what I'm looking I, for. I just hope that the ghost aspect comes back somehow. Maybe that maybe she was joking about it and, and or making the rumor and it's not actually true, but it turns out to be true. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, that would be interesting. So, I mean, that would make it more interesting to y'all. That would make it more interesting <laughs> to me. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm fine where it's at right now, me personally, but if uh, I was to get added uh, ghost aspect to it, then, you know, that's even better for me, too, so. Yeah, I just need some sort of conflict. I just need uh, some some kind of, like, plot driver, right? Tension. Yeah. You need tension. tension yes. 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 I was about to say, like, I need something to make me want to, like, watch it again, because, frankly, if I'm going to watch people walk around for 20 minutes, <laughs> I can just go take a walk. <laughs> <laughs> my man said, I'll have to go take my own walk. Like night walk. I mean it was it was cute, it was fun, but like it Tell just felt bone. like not a lot happened, you know? And yeah, we'll we'll give it a we'll give it like what one or two more episodes and we'll see, if man. something don't happen, so then maybe I'll just continue watching it on my own, you know, and we might throw in some an, another banger that comes up or something. What do y'all think? Magical girl destroyer, the, dude. Yeah, there's plenty in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Worried. There's a lot of shows out there this season. So, 
Uh, if there's any that interest y'all, you know where the Discord is. It's in the link tree. Let us know. We might we might add that to the list. You know, if we have to take one of these out, it ain't yeah. cutting it. So. And I will say that I watched like an episode of Toradora, which is Tyler's showdown <laughs> throwdown show for this week. And uh, I preferred this one to that. So that's saying oh. something because I haven't said a lot about this. <laughs> See, I'm trying to make the boys get out of their comfort zone and watch different stuff. You know, I could have chose something easy, but. I didn't. I didn't want to make it easy on them. I wanted them to branch out a little bit and see see if they liked you know different stuff. So okay, I respect um, it. I just I got a question. Uh, so as, as far as like slice of life things go, like is 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 Tomo Chan like really popular? I have like no idea. Yeah. It, okay. It's uh, I think it was. Some people say it was like the top uh top romance rom com of last season, but others say like the Angel Next Door was so. Okay. It just depends on who, you, what you're looking for. The angel next door is kind of like the, the right cute, box uh, information. Good, good on yeah. me. Good on well, me. the angel next door is like the cute, uh, you know, uh, angel type, and then uh, Tomo Chan is like the funny, like violent uh, rom com. So, okay. it just cool. depends on what you want to watch. You know? Yeah, gotcha. uh, yeah, I, I really like the the cast in Tomo Chan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just need some tension, dude, because like I I wouldn't I could not take a butter knife through this show, man. It was there was no tension. You couldn't cut it with a knife. That's for hey, sure. There's a lot of tension in Tomo Chan. Go watch that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just think that. So I think I mentioned it last episode when we were talking about Toradora. So I'm like almost thirty. I'm married. I have like two dogs. Like uh-huh. this is just not my bag. You know, it's like. I'm so far removed from like dating and chasing girls and like any of that. And I'm At especially on their adults though. Oh, that helps. Well, they're, they're not <laughs> yeah, really they're, though. They're are they uh, not? No, they're high. they're like young adults. Are you sure you watched the they're young same Tomo Chan that I did? They're in college, dog. No, they're high schoolers, right? No, dude, they're in college. Get your shit together, Tomo Chan. Yes, bro. My favorite show. I am three quarters the way wrong with the plot. <laughs> yeah, get the googling, bro. I see you typing. So here's the thing, though: is like if you gave me a show like this that took place in an office with like adults, see, that's a little, what I'm saying. It's, it's a little bit more thing, relatable, right? Yeah. And they're drinking booze and having a good time. Like I might be able to relate to that a little more, you know? Like I see all right. my my buddies out there chasing chasing women. I mean, mm. Bass right here. You know, he's he's on the prowl. He's looking we for out here. We life. out here. So yeah. is Tyler, you know, I could potentially relate oh, to that more. Different one. I have to go look oh. up what the fuck I, I Yeah, watch. well, this is Tomo Chan. Yeah, the, she's oh, in high school, I didn't even say the right show. Now I look stupid. <laughs> he, he's, watching, he's watching uh, God damn. season five of Tomo Chan. Where <laughs> <laughs> they're in college. I got all the pre-releases, bro. There's only one season out, bro. So, like, I think if you gave me something like this genre, but just more with my demographic, like an okay. animated version of Friends or something right, like that. Right. You know, I could relate I to that I, and I, I would enjoy way. that. You know, what it's about just it's... if I did have something that was more more adult style plus nerdy. It's called Wotaku. Whoa. Uh, I mean, I just would yeah, I would like something with 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 some adults. It, yeah, like like Dan's saying, it just would make it a little bit more relatable for me. It's uh, called Wotaku Wotaku. Love is hard for otaku. It's 
It's pretty funny. Uh, is this I, your biography, dude? Huh? Oh, is this yeah. your biography? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But this is pretty. This, is, this was a. This is the one that come on top of my head when you said adults. So, uh, this is like a rom com adult. It's based uh, like around a workplace. Too, okay. So like an office work workplace. So and that uh, is more interesting to me, you know. Like yeah. I know we've we've entirely segued away from the show because <laughs> it I think we were done, happened, so we were done with okay. it about seven minutes ago. Okay, we're talking we're talking about these guys are like they're they're in the anime, they're in the manga, they're in the video games. They're just a bunch of nerd friends hanging out, and they, you know, get to feeling they they're just like, hey, bro, you're kind of cute, you know. Let's, What's up? Let's do this thing, you know, What's up, bro. So, but um yeah like that's good. something i'd be interested like if you gave me like an anime version of the office parks and rec friends something like that like i could probably jive with that but like mm-hmm. little high school girls screaming at each other like not my not my not my cup of tea dude <laughs> See, I'm, I'm trying to find it i'm trying to find what y'all are gonna right, like bet, bet, so, bet, bet, maybe the only maybe way to find it is, is if you know i throw it out there yeah fair Let's enough well, awesome. Do you guys want to jump into One Piece then? Yeah, is yeah, that let's do the it, man. last one? It is the last one, yeah. We've okay, uh, okay. we've we've weekly run downed. We're <laughs> on the home stretch. We're rounding third base right now. <laughs> All right. All right, Bass. Go. Lead us in, baby. All right, guys. So this is One Piece episode 1057 for Luffy, Sanji, and Zoro's Oath. So the summary is, uh, talking continues between Apu and uh, ex-Drake. Meanwhile, Sanji is still running around worried about becoming a Jerma monster, but finally makes a decision. And afterwards, him and Zoro make a deal. So there was, I, see, I feel like there was a decent amount of plot in here. I know we get a lot of, uh, of, of uh, reaction shots in this show. Did you, did you guys kind of like, like what went on with the show? You want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was all right. I mean, it was I was coming hoping off for like to this. Uh, I mean, that's fair. That's more than fair, honestly. Yeah, I was hoping for like more, some more action going on, but we didn't get uh, you know, much of that. I don't even think we got any of that, right? No action. Um, we got oh, a little bit. There was a little scuffle ooh, between X Drake and Apu. Um, oh, well. man, the first two minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> well, so, like, here, my issue with this, right, is, like, the whole okay. Sanji thing, I feel like it happened in one chapter in the manga. Dude, I don't, I don't blame you. And it's been, like, six episodes. And I'm like, bro, just figure it out, man. Like, I'm we know you're Sanji. Right. I think they're just, like, taking, the, they're just, like, dividing it up in between episodes. Yeah, they're mixing you know? in some other stuff, and they're trying to make it flow. But, like, ah, oh, it just, it took so long to get through that. And um, so basically the episode starts with Apu and Drake still arguing and scuffling, you know, fighting it up a mm-hmm. little bit. And Apu uses his ridiculous move where he just says, po, 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 and bangs on his drum and like shoots out sound waves or whatever. And like Drake knows what's coming, dude. They've been in the same pirate crew for a while now. And I feel like Drake's just like, dude, you're 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 a wannabe, dude. You suck. And just, <laughs> like, just once you figure him out, he's not that difficult. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Drake just thinks this dude is just a pure idiot. I'm pr- I'm 100 percent sure. He I mean, wouldn't you that. though? Yeah, I mean he is. 
Oh if man, already... it goes around going. Poo, 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 poo. Yeah, honestly, Yo, it's yeah. an idiot, bro. And like, I feel like we got into this like two or three episodes ago, where he's going through the plan of like, hey, I'm gonna wait till everyone's tired, and then I'm gonna use the numbers to take down whoever wins if it's Luffy or Kaido. And I was just cracking. I'm like, dude, Luffy could take down the numbers with like a standard Gomu Gomu <laughs> rocket, like jet rocket. You know, yes. like he doesn't need to do anything. These guys are just a bunch of giants. They're nothing like oars. They're a bunch of pussies. And frankly, Apu's just an idiot, man. No, he, yeah, he's fucking stupid. Speaking of numbers, they ain't got them all now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. One of them has a little crush on our boy Yamato, man. Yeah. Chasing after her. So her while, while, was yeah. As fuck. Yeah. while they're scuffling, Yamato rolls in and... Apu's like, all right, X-Drake's not in. Let's get Yamato in on this. And Yamato's just like, you're a fucking clown. Runs by them both. And I guess one of the numbers, I don't remember which one has a little crush on Yamato, busts down a wall and starts chasing after him. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> yeah, so Apu's plan is, is fucked right out of the gate. Uh, loses all of his numbers. Yeah, and he is an idiot. Not X-Drake thinks he's an idiot. He is an idiot. I mean, yes. he, he's proven that he cannot uh, do anything by himself, that he needs help to do something, uh, anything. So it's wild. And from there, we got a little different flashover to the Minks fighting the Cypher Pole members who are basically trying to chase down Nico Robin because she's the most important pirate, essentially, in the world because she can read Poneglyphs. Yes. And the minks are standing up to him. They've got that dog in them. But the minks got nothing on these guys, dude. I mean, these are... The minks are, are real like, ones, though, bro. They, they oh, all... Yeah. Like, how they all hard as fuck? Like, you know, not all of them is A1 S++ fighters. But they all real. They got heart. All hey, of them. Every single on one of them. Even the children, a, bro. Hey, they riding on the back of an elephant. Who, who ain't, you know, hard like that? So... Hey. I guess, I guess, I guess. Well, I I know from this brief conversation that Zoe, the elephant, is better than a turtle. So that's good to know. You don't know how right that is. <laughs> you have no fucking idea, brother. We were talking about Rising of the Shield here on the last episode. These guys just tore into it, the turtle season. It's Bro, one of the I'm, biggest follow-ups of anime I've ever seen in my fucking life. I'm pretty sure Zoe is like much faster, too, even though he's so slow, though. So. So and then, one, oh, go for it. One plot point that got on my nerves, and and I was getting very, I was getting very annoyed. Um, yeah, uh, Drake, X Drake was trying to explain to Yamato, hey, I we're not we're on the same team, same team. I don't I don't like Kaido. I'm actually so and so, and I've been trying to help Luffy, and she is just not listening. She is trying to mess old buddy up. She yeets him like straight up, yoink, out of here. Does anybody else does anybody else get fucking annoyed when people don't listen in anime or just in general? It's just well, uh, I will yeah. say like is he really on her team though? He's working for the government, right? Well, he was working for, yeah, he 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 uh, came to an agreement with Luffy and that's what he was telling her. Oh. Well, she don't know that. She can't trust him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust him. Well, that and Yamato is like a man on a mission right now. Yeah. Okay. Single track mind, you know, not listen to anything. <laughs> They've got one job. They got to go stop the bomb. You that's, know? A, that's fair. Yeah. But so, it, it shit just annoyed me. So 
I feel that. But what you gonna or you gonna do? You gonna stop and like? Well, he he was trying to get out of the way, and that's what it would have told me. It's like he's not trying to stop me to do anything. He's actually trying to get out of my fucking way. Girl. But no, she stops what she's doing to go nah. fight him. Not yeah. like that. <laughs> no, nah, no. <nah. laughs> it made yeah. me angry thinking about it, bro. I found it funny, honestly. Bro, it was it was some it was some interjected comedy comedy. Yeah, you know? it, it was. It, I guess it's it's only comedy if you laugh. <laughs> but from there we kind of get into the big plot point of the episode. And Sanji is doing Sanji things and he's basically running from Queen as he's trying to decide what he's going to do about this long drawn out am I a German monster am I not will that will I won't I blah 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 plot point and he runs into the pleasure palace whatever they call it so where all the uh, the, uh, the old red light district Kaido's <laughs> personal red light district dude good, good on him Hell and yeah, brother he starts talking to one of these girls and he's in his head and he just full on like pimp slaps her dude yo yeah nah he really fucked her up bro it was so sad to see one you know we don't like to, to see women get boxed up especially non-fighters in anime but like for Sanji's character that's so terrible uh, that goes against everything that he has ever said or done yeah um so that after that, you know, they she runs back to like the rest of the uh ladies. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Y'all saw me <laughs> trying to figure out what the fucking say. Because um, dude. <laughs> much better than what I had on my mind. I was trying to figure out a way to word it. Um and they're like defending her against him, and he's like, No, that couldn't have happened. I didn't do that. And then he's like, wait a second, bro. Did I actually just do that? And he's like, starts thinking about it. And he's like, oh, fuck. He's flashing um, back to his brothers in the Whole Cake Island saga yes. where they just beat the shit out of a girl, like a smasher across the plate with a, a face with a plate almost. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm one of them now. And that gets us to kind of like the big final, thank God, um, like conclusion to this whole Sanji saga, which has felt like it's taken all of Wano at this point. <laughs> it's, it's taken over the fucking show, and it's like, we already know what's how this is going to go. Like, he's going to be okay. And shocker, he takes his Jerma suit, the little soup can that has a three on it for San, Sanji. Great naming, by the way, by uh, Mr. Judge here. <laughs> and Queen's all hyped up. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get to see the raid suit. Let's go!" And Sanji drops on the ground and stomps on it and explodes. And that's it. But after that, he calls Zoro on a transponder snail that Zoro didn't even know he had, which I thought was hilarious. Like, how do you not feel a fucking cell phone in your like waistband? Asshole. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm allergic to bullshit. And he has a really, really good conversation with Zoro. Uh, Tyler, you want to get us in that? Yeah. So basically, he just calls him up, and Zoro's just so confused about how he got this uh transponder snail in him. And Sanji's just basically like, if you know, at the end of this, if I'm changed, if I'm not the same, then will you? Will you, you know, kill me? And Zoro's like, I, I forget what he said exactly, but he agrees. Sure. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was very. Oh uh, no, he says he says don't die before then. So. Yeah, Zoro wants to be the one to do the deed, yeah. dude. Zoro's <laughs> over here hoping. He's like, come on, please I, please. I don't think it's that. I think Zoro knows deep down that the only person you can take down a um one of the big three baddies in Kaido's crew besides himself and Luffy is Sanji. And like if Sanji loses, Zoro's screwed because he's playing King and Queen. And I don't think he's coming out of that one. Like Zoro's goaded, but not that goaded, you know? Wait, wait a second, Dan. I thought Sanji was number four on the team. Dan. Wait. He is. He is. Okay. You know, I don't know where Jim Bay is, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Man, backpedaling hard right now. Who knows where Jim Bay is? Caught him on his heels, boys. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, that's a nice catch, Bass. Hey, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Don't you ever talk shit about the first son of the sea, dude. <laughs> that wasn't me talking shit. That was you. <laughs> it was it was a lapse of judgment. And maybe, you know, maybe Zoro and me aren't on the same page here. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it was more like that. You know, they they need him to win. You know, you have four really heavy hitters, according to Dan. Um but yeah, I think I think it was more along those lines. He didn't he doesn't want to kill him. I know they fight all the time, but I think it's more like a brother relationship where you know you yeah. fight, but you, you you still love each other. But and I think yeah. this kind of shows that their relationship, how their relationship has changed too. So definitely, and I mean they both want to see. I I think it's Zoro's looking at it like I want to make Luffy the pirate king, and Sanji helps with that. So you know it's kind of a we need him here. Yeah. You know, yes, very but, much um, so. I really did enjoy that conviction out of Sanji, you know, coming out saying like, hey, if this does happen, if I become an emotionless killing machine, do me a favor here. I don't want to be that. And I really enjoyed that scene. That was that was and it was a great way to close out the episode. And I pray to God we get a banger episode with some fighting next week, because now that that's out of the way and Sanji stops running, he should be kicking Queen's ass again. Yes. And Zoro and King are still going at it. They're just showing, not showing it, you know. Mr. Pterodactyl Pader- Man is flying around like crazy. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited to get to, back to the actual fights and, and get over Sanji's fucking head case. I mean, we should be coming up to like some conclusions soon, I think, right? Yeah. I know, oh. um, you know, definitely at least like the eight next eight episodes, we should see a lot of things come to the end and something big potentially happen. Unless Something's my gonna happen in two months, guys. Unless oh, my really? unless my calendar's way off, I don't know. It might be. Oh, okay. They might. They're gonna throw some filler in there and ruin it for me. They're probably gonna have like a couple breaks or something. Yeah, knowing <laughs> them. <laughs> but all some I can say episodes. is I'm just really excited to go back and watch all of Wano in one shot. Man, it's such a good arc. <laughs> it didn't it's have to take a good three years. Arc. But I got so spoiled catching up to One Piece that watching a weekly is just not nearly as incredible, you know? But it's any show. There's, like, no shows that I enjoy watching weekly. Honestly, like, that is, like, the worst way to watch anime, in my opinion. I want to watch, like, a movie, you know? Yeah, and you, like, also remember more of, like, the intricate plot points if you can just, just, like, binge it, right? So it's a little bit more enjoyable that way, but... Shit, I'm liking the weekly rundown. I like chopping it up with you boys. True. But I like getting my popcorn and watching 15 episodes of One Piece on a Saturday when my wife's out of town, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, 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 okay. Hey, you'll well, be awesome. able to do that soon, though. You'll be soon. able to do that soon. 
I got some other shows I'm watching, so I'm good on that right now. Oh, a little update. Uh, <clears throat> I am episode eight on uh, Full Metal, just so you know. Okay, good. he didn't. He didn't make it, guys. We gave him no, to Wednesday. We gave him to Wednesday. Ooh, we gave yes. him to Wednesday. I that said, was lenience. What will your punishment be? So <laughs> we're recording on Wednesday this week, and I told him a couple days ago. I was like, "Hey, man, we released the podcast on Wednesday. You got till then." So That's we're gonna. Right. I'm That's gonna right put so it to the hard. Discord. Discord's gonna come up with a uh, a punishment for him not holding up his end of the bargain. I tried so hard, y'all. Take it easy. <laughs> and you got you so far. Two weeks. You tried so hard, and you got oh so far. And in the it. end, <laughs> and in the end, it doesn't even matter, dude. Oh but. no. Okay. I'll accept uh, the punishment. Uh, hopefully, maybe. And we'll I see. just gotta. I just gotta ask. How did you? On how did you feel about the Chimera in episode four, dude? Were you heartbroken? Well, you said it was going to be like uh, really sad, and yeah, I felt sad, but like it, it didn't make me cry or nothing like that. I thought I was going to be crying at episode. So you heartless son of a bitch! Are you Edward? kidding me? That's Edward. <laughs> Edward. <laughs> Big yeah. Onisan. That's one of the Onisan? saddest moments in media history. Dude, are yeah, you I fucking mean, I thought high? It was sad, but like, <laughs> come on, bro. I don't know. Uh, I, it's what, I mean, I'm surprised too. I'm surprised I didn't cry. How could you be so heartless? All right, we're gonna get it. We're gonna have to get into these two talking about uh, their first looks internally at uh, Mob Psycho and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood sometime next week. Right. Yes, we really appreciate you guys hanging out this week. Um, really appreciate you guys listening to the first solo dolo weekly rundown. Uh, I'm really enjoying the new format. I hope you guys are too. Let us, join the Discord. Let us know if you're watching these shows with us, man, because like we'd love your input on the episodes and things that we're talking about. Uh, Linktree.com slash AnimeDegens to find that and all our socials. See you next week and have a great weekend, everyone. We'll catch you guys then. Peace.